Afternoon. Looks like we will have a quorum this time. So huzzah, thank you for everyone who showed up. Hey, see Mike, sorry I didn't recognize you the other day. Mm -hmm. Okay. I uh, I was not expecting to sit next to you at Free State Brewery. It's funny yeah. how it works out that way. <laughs> no, I was kind of absorbed in family world stuff. Mm -hmm. I was too a little bit. It took honestly took me until I got the bill and then realized, oh crap, that's who you, I was sitting next to the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are officially at uh, four ten, and including myself, I count five uh, PTAC members. So uh, I believe that we're uh, ready to uh, call the meeting to order. Uh, is that Andrea? There? Yes. Uh, Andrea, could you uh, go through the uh, uh, rules of engagement for this meeting and then take roll call, please? Yes, I can. Um, good evening, everyone. My name is Andrea Lynch, Transit Planner 1, Lawrence Transit. I am here um, with Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. He will work alongside Mike Wazikowski to facilitate the, the meeting proceedings. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and public access cable channel 25. During the meeting, when you are not participating, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found in the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu. In some cases, we may mute or unmute people as needed to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title for the benefit of those listening remotely. If you are participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone. And I will do roll call. Lance Fay. Here. Austin Stifler. Here. Mike Wazikowski. Present. Foster Spicinger. I do not see them on the call. Alan Ackland. Here. Gregory Critchlow. I do not see uh, Greg on the line. Bill Wilson. Uh, again, do not see them on the line. August Rudisell. Here. And Freddie Gipp. I do not see Freddie on the participant list either. But that does leave us with five people in attendance, which is officially a quorum. So we are able to conduct business. Uh, thank you to the uh, committee members who are here, as well as uh, staff members and uh, any members of the public who are here. Uh, speaking of that, uh, first uh, item on the agenda is uh, public comment. So. Uh, uh, Adam and Andrew, do we have anyone in the room? I do not see anyone in the room. So, um, uh, JT, member of the public, do you have anything you'd like to say at this time? Adam, did you get my communication? Probably just after lunch, I suppose. Uh, JT, I did not see anything come through. I don't know if, did you send it into the Info at Lawrence Transit. I see Margaret shaking her head. I sent it to you asking that it be included in the packet, but um, I didn't want to send for some reason. So even had it sent out, I suppose I was sending it. I got 
I got a notification from last from uh, Adam last week that the uh, plans for the hub have been let. And only at this point have I been able to get a look in at the detailed parking plans for bicycles at that facility. Been trying to, for months to forestall looking at plans that do a poor job of bike parking. Thus far, I told Adam, I said, I'm very busy. I looked at them this morning and they are kind of shockingly bad. And I outlined part of that in the email that I sent to Adam. Um, I don't know where we go from here, but um, I hope it hadn't, wouldn't come to this. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to be here today, JT. Um, if you send that packet through, we'll definitely take a look at it, especially if you include me on it. I'll definitely take some time this week to take a look at your comments. Thank you. And, well, that is, um, Dravel, I believe, is not a member of the public, but thank you for your sign on, Dravel. Um, we uh, then can proceed to approving minutes for past meetings. So the previous meeting that we have that uh, was official and we took minutes on was in August, on August 8th. So I hope that everyone has had an opportunity at this time now, since it's been three months, to uh, review the minutes and uh, figure out if there's anything that they would like to add, remove, change, et cetera, from the uh, minutes. So as always, I will make three calls uh, before we deem them approved by unanimous consent. So first call, do any members of PTAC who've looked at the minutes have amendments to offer? Second call, do any members of PTAC on the line have amendments to offer to the minutes from the August meeting? Last call, do any members of PTAC have amendments to offer? Okay. Hearing none, the uh, minutes from the August 8th meeting are deemed approved by unanimous consent. We also took uh, minutes from the meeting we held last month in October. However, because that was a uh, that was not an official meeting as we didn't have a quorum, uh, I don't think technically we have to approve because it was an official meeting. Um, Adam, does that sound right to you? Yeah, that's correct. So we included the notes here labeled as notes for your information, but uh, don't have to officially approve this. Thank you very much, Adam. Uh, so uh, PTAC members, uh, please feel free to look at the minutes. Um, we did have some fruitful discussions last month. Um, proceeding on in the agenda, at this time, we do not have any regular agenda items that require an action on our part. So next item is to uh, jump to uh, PTAC member items. Uh, so do any members of uh, the committee here have uh, things that they would like to discuss? Um, I believe Lance does, if I remember right. But I want to open that to the entire committee. Uh, the Lance Faye, Vice Chair of PTAC. The only thing um, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that 
my term is up at the end of the year and I'm termed out, so I have no choice but to leave you as a member. So keep that in mind. Um, I did bring up some concerns about reroutes and and um, timing of, of routes and stops and safety um, with a lot of construction going on, but I don't know... I don't know how much of a discussion item that can be in, in the PTAC realm. I think that's a little bit more um, up to the management of First Transit, and I, I'd be welcome if anyone else has anything to add to that. But I I have noticed some things, and I mentioned them to Adam, and it sounds like maybe that's something that needs to be dealt with internally. I'll jump in with a couple of things, and I guess this is an interesting forum to do this in Lance, but I did check on the status of your um, of reapplication, and because you started in a partial year in your first term, you are eligible for another term if you'd like to apply, so mm. keep that in mind. Um, and I'll, this, is, this will be a good message for the uh, entire group or, or members of the public, so um, certainly if there's challenges out on routes or with stops or issues with timing, um, Really, the, the customer service email and phone number are the best way if you experience something with a specific route or bus um, to get that targeted information to those, uh, you know, getting it back to the right bus operator and the, you know, the operations managers who can make some corrective action. Um, certainly, if there are things that uh, you all or members of the public experience happening um, over and over again and corrective actions not being taken, um, that would be an appropriate time to ask for my assistance, um, you know, redirecting First Transit to, to operate how we need things to operate. Um, but just keep that in mind with, with really any uh, operations or customer service issues that direct line of contact is best for kind of individual things you notice out there, um, but any kind of uh, recurring challenges that are happening um, we can certainly do some redirection with our oversight of, of First Transit. So um, let us know how we can help. Thanks, Adam. Uh, I, I too agree. It's probably worth us maybe, <laughs> I don't know what the right word, wording is. Um, it, it's definitely worth us uh, leaving that in your hands for the most part in terms of specific decisions on rerouting. Um, in case of construction, whatnot. On the other hand, it, it may be helpful for us to look at a general policy of how we handle uh, reroutes because we're always going to have construction at some spot in the city. So at some point, our routes are going to be impacted by that and are going to uh, change how our riders and how our drivers handle. Uh, the transit system in their day-to-day -day business. So I think it may be worth us adding on next month to talk about, is there any kind of policy that we can talk about and how we uh, change routes? Yeah, I don't have a good answer for right now, process. but it's worth discussion, I think. Yeah. Happy to walk through our process next month. Uh, Lance Faye, Vice Chair PTAC. I, I think that um, if we were going to discuss that, I would say... Um, communication channels um, would be an important thing. So when there is a reroute, how that's communicated directly to riders, um, what's the role of the driver and, and 
uh, on the uh, on the road management uh, communication with the riders, um, where are safe places and not safe places to stop, those kinds of things uh, could perhaps be discussed because I, I think that's where I'm I'm noticing a bit of a disconnect and an inconsistency. And so that might be, should we want to discuss that? Um, that would probably be the angle that I would take to it. Uh, I agree. Thank you, Adam. Or uh, Lance, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Lance. Al Ackland, PTAC member. Um, a question, maybe feedback on the uh, free fair on voting day, how that went? Yeah, um, I don't have ridership numbers for you tonight. We typically do see a bump when we offer that. Uh, we have in the last few years when we've done that service. So um, certainly happy to report on that. Um, next month, but I, I don't have those kind of daily numbers on how that went today. I didn't, did not see any, um, uh, you know, reports or concerns through our bus operators about challenges related to it. So I um, believe everything went well. Uh, thank you for asking, Alan. And I, I would definitely be interested in seeing those numbers as well. Uh, do any other members of PTAC have uh, have uh, issues that they'd like to talk about or uh, things that they'd like to uh, bring up during this meeting or December's meeting? Okay, well, uh, as always, you should uh, feel free to email uh, Adam, Lance, and myself. Uh, we definitely take uh, your ideas under advisement when we uh, establish agendas for future meetings. So. Uh, please uh, contact us if you have uh, anything you want to discuss. Next item on the agenda then will be transit staff items. So uh, the first thing on the transit staff item is central station information. So Adam, you have an update on that? Yes, a relatively quick update, but letting you all know that that project is officially out to bid. So we'll be, um, completing the receipt of all proposals in uh, towards the end of November. Uh, December, the last meeting in December is when we will take a recommendation to the City Commission um, to select a contractor and still on track to begin construction of that project in uh, early to mid-January. So um, just everything's still on track for that. Uh, we do on our project website, we have uh, placed uh, some excised or some some highlighted pages of each of the bid packages. Um, they're a little more understandable by the public. Um, bid packages for both the site and the building measure in the uh, close to hundreds of pages. So rather than post that entire document, I tried to pull out ones that most clearly show layout and landscaping and um, certainly things like JT uh, mentioned, bike parking. So take a look um, on the project website and um, can certainly respond to any questions about that. The other item on our staff items is related to our electric uh, buses and performance reporting. So our consulting firm, CTE, who's helping with project management of each of our electric bus projects is helping us pull a lot of different data strings together to report on electric bus performance. So we saw internally a draft of that 
um, a couple of weeks ago and should uh, by the December meeting have a draft that we can uh, that we can share with PTAC. Eventually the idea is that this um, will have monthly performance reports for electric buses and be able to post that on our project website and keep the public informed of um, how they're operating, how often they're out, where they are, um, costs, emission savings, um, all sorts of information. So um, excited to be able to share more information about that uh, soon. Uh, thank you. Uh, one thing, one question I had in particular, uh, I, I saw last weekend, I think the one of the electric buses was on Route 6. So I know that there, we've now had them on three different routes. Uh, are we planning on continuing to circulate them through different routes to get data from all the different ones? Or are we starting to get to a point where we've hit all the routes that we can feasibly uh, connect with the electric buses? Yeah, so we do want to see how they operate on a number of different routes. We do have on some routes uh, are just challenged to fit a 40 foot bus with a, with some of the turning movements that we need to make. So some routes it will be challenging for us to uh, get them on in the first place, but we are trying to rotate them um, to as many as we can to see see the different performance, you know, different uh, distances and certainly different topography. Um, different amounts of stops based on how many riders are on these different routes. So we're trying to gather, you know, a good solid month of data on each of these routes so that we can um, look back and see some of that performance and gives us better idea of where we're headed for and um, how targeted we need to be with our deployment of them. Mm -hmm. We certainly want to serve uh, transportation disadvantaged areas of Lawrence with electric buses and we certainly want to try to reach the most people we can with them so those are our two two guiding principles but uh, right now just trying to get a good idea of any differences we see across different routes mm -hmm. oh, I, I, oh sorry go ahead alan member um and maybe any feedback from any of the drivers as far as getting used to an electric bus versus the conventional yeah, so um, most of the drivers I talk to are pretty happy with them. Um, you know, they're a very smooth bus without gear shifts. Uh, you know, electric buses have uh, power that's just delivered uh, rather than having to shift between gears. So especially when we go on routes that have some hills, uh, I know drivers are, ex are experiencing a lot more ease at navigating those um, than you see with, with a diesel bus. So we've pretty much heard good things. Um, I do think the wheelbase is slightly different than our, our 40 foot diesels. So I know there's some turning movements where we have to set ourselves up a little more strategically to make sure we um, can accommodate a right hand turn, for example, but I haven't uh, seen that as a, as a real big negative, just a little bit of a learning curve um, on the front end. So um, yeah, I have, have not from the driver perspective seen a, a lot of challenges when it compares to diesel. I imagine we're going to wait a little bit longer before we start surveying riders uh, as to their experiences then. So we don't have any programmed outreach related to rider experience on electric buses. Um, it is part of uh, Andy's work sitting next to me to work on some um, regular frequency customer experience survey tools. So that could certainly include some ad hoc questions 
that are project specific. So we, we could fold into that type of process some questions about electric buses, but um, don't have anything right now set up to gather <laughs> feedback. Um, uh, primarily because each, each time we're doing a survey, we're leading towards some action, right? So mm -hmm. I don't know that we would have a clear uh, path on exactly what we're asking to, to alter, you know, operations, for example, or alter our purchasing of buses in the mm -hmm. future. Um, but that, that's a good point to, to gather some, some uh, feedback on what people think about them. Uh, Lance Fay, Vice Chair of PTAC. Um, a question um, just without getting too deep into it. Um, I'm curious to know how well that the electric buses are doing on getting through uh, a full day or a full shift of the day. Um, I've heard a little bit of driver feedback um, on both positive and negative on that. So I'm just curious what you're, what you're getting in your statistics. Yeah. So for the first um, four to six weeks, we were, we were remaining pretty conservative uh, in our operations, uh, had no problem operating a full driver shift. So on a typical route, we'll have a driver shift that's just about eight hours and that's followed by a shift that's about six hours. And so in early operations, we were swapping, um, you know, that second driver that comes on shift was just bringing a new electric bus with them. And so those first buses that were out for an eight hour day, they would go about a hundred miles and they would come back to the shop with about 45 to 50% battery still. Um, we've been pushing that farther as of late and are having a lot of our buses, our electrics go uh, about three hours shy of a full service day. So they're being operated by two bus operators. We're running them down to around 20% and there's still maybe a couple hours left in, in the service day, uh, meaning they've operated for about um, 12 hours. So we're seeing pretty good performance. Uh, we think that's gonna drop some as we get into these colder temperatures. Uh, we do have auxiliary diesel heaters that will help with the amount of heat it takes to heat the passenger cabins. Um, but even with that, we'll see a drop off in, in performance for sure. Um, but we're, we're feeling pretty um, happy about what we've seen so far. I do think on at least a few routes, it should not be a problem to achieve a full service day. Uh, we just haven't pushed the bus down to that 10% battery yet, or 5% battery. We've been um, more conservative with our operations just to make sure we're um, learning appropriately and know what it takes to get from downtown back to the bus yard, for example. Um, so we have some confidence in uh, not having to tow a bus or um, go into any sort of low power mode that makes it hard to get the vehicle back to the shop. Uh, this is Mike. Uh, I'd be interested in some data as well on the recharging cycle because if you know we drive out and then you consume the battery, you got to fill it back up. But I, I know very well how these kinds of things recharge because I'm familiar with electric vehicles, but I'm not familiar with buses and their charging curves and how much time it takes to get from empty to full for our purposes. So I'd be interested in that kind of information. Same as me. This August, we decided. I also want to know what the manufacturer suggest, not suggest, but what information they provide regarding temperature effects on the batteries. 
I don't know if they make that readily available. I'm, I'm sure you'll get empirical evidence as you go on, but I don't know if they stated. I'm not aware of any electric vehicle manufacturer that's explicitly did uh, measurements of mileage between winter periods and summer periods. Really? That seems to be much more an ad hoc on the back end kind of, hey, all these drivers are figuring out that this is an issue and they uh, decide to do it. Um, at, at least at the moment, EPA ratings on like mileage it, for personal vehicles do not uh, take that in consideration. So I'm sure that Gillig and other bus manufacturers would uh, see it the same way, but I'm not 100% positive. I like a 91 Saturn, so I don't know anything about electric batteries. What'd you say? Sorry. Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Lance. So, uh, Lance AFA Vice, Vice Chair, um, something that I had overheard um, from, from a driver, and I think I actually called this in as a concern, uh, is um, a concern over uh, safety and um, uh, environmental contaminants in the event of a crash or a bus getting hit and what protocol needs to be taken uh, because you're dealing with different elements and different things. And, and that's something I don't really know much about. I haven't really heard much about. I kind of questioned whether this particular driver was, you know, speaking factually. So I did, I kind of called it in just saying, hey, maybe we would make sure we're not spreading non-factual information, but it might be a good idea uh, if we're going to do a uh, a review of the performance of the buses just to get a a factual um, analysis of what if anything different or you know environmentally or, or contaminant wise or you know in the event of a crash is there something that has to be done differently and what that is uh, I'm sure that that's probably out there somewhere but might be nice to kind of share that information just to make sure that there's not misinformation going out on the part of you know consumers or, or drivers or anything like that yeah thanks lance that's definitely good food for thought i will say i've been in an accident in my electric vehicle and i didn't spill any kinds of fluids or anything um that's not to say that that couldn't happen but we need to clarify what all come what all chemicals are inside of the car so or in the bus so that we know what's going on and now, uh, Austin, I saw you raise your hand a couple times. So, uh, Austin. Yeah, Austin Stickler, PTAC member here. I was wondering, as we get into the colder months, if there's any data or kind of awareness of the center of gravity of the electric buses compared to um, the typical diesel or even the hybrid buses. I'm aware that there are some battery packs along the bottom of the bus chassis, and that usually for electric vehicles lowers the center of gravity, but I also am aware that there are some on the top and I was wondering kind of how that's distributed and how that will affect their performance in low traction environments. That's an interesting question. I'm not aware if the Gillig buses have batteries up top. Uh, Adam, does that sound right to you? These buses I have could be wrong. These buses have five battery packs. They've got two in the uh, floor of the bus, one okay. in the rear, and two on the top. Okay. 
So I was wrong. Uh, yeah, that definitely would have an impact on the center of gravity. Um, I have not heard anything myself on how the buses handle in low traction environments. The big caution I would say is because electric motors can produce a ton of torque at low end, it's very easy for them to slip out. Uh, I, I don't know that it has anything to do with the weight and just more the amount of power that they can put out. But that's definitely something we should look at in the future. Yeah, that's a great question, Austin. Thank you. Can provide a little insight on a couple of the items that were brought up. So, um, in these early days, you know, getting the bus down to around forty-five percent battery left, we are seeing about a three and a half to four-hour charge time at night. So we think that'll go up to um, about six and a half or seven once we're charging from like the twenty percent range or lower. Uh, I'll remind the group of our screen share for a bit. Our project website for electric buses. There were questions about um, performance steering, cold and not cold um, time periods. I'll remind you of a, a modeling presentation that CTE provided to this group uh, last year. So within that modeling presentation, it shows some of the strenuous um, strenuous range times, which would be during the cold months. Uh, they modeled uh, different range across different routes using diesel heat, or if we did not get the diesel heaters and what we could expect from range. So of course, we'll get better information empirically as we run the vehicles, but there was modeling done um, prior to uh, the project start with CTE to help us understand that. So just a reminder that uh, project pages are a good source of information if you're um, wondering about some of the analysis done on, on these vehicles. And uh, we've tried to outline this in a way that's relatively easy to find. Thank you for that, Adam. Uh, very fruitful discussion, everyone. Thank you, uh, committee members. Uh, is that before we break off of this does anyone have any further comments questions concerns for today on that okay well uh that's it for our agenda for today then unless someone else has something that they want to bring up before their hand hits the doorknob uh, our next meeting will be planned for december 12th um, have no reason to believe that we won't have a, a meeting at that time because we will definitely have at least one decision to make, I believe. Uh, so please put that on your calendars. Um, give everyone one last opportunity. Anyone have anything else they want to bring up? Before Lance gavels this out officially, apparently. <laughs> okay. Um, hearing that, uh, we're adjourned. And uh, thank you very much for uh, coming here today. And uh, we'll see you in a month, everyone. Meeting adjourned. Thanks. Thank you all. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Thanks Adam. Thanks.